Hello, beautiful people. My name is Lorena. And my name is Monica. And together we are Growthology Podcast, a place for all things growth and overall wellness. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Just look up at Growthology Podcast, no space. Hello, beautiful people. Today, we're talking about the topic that everyone is talking about and we seem to not be able to escape. So I apologize in advance. COVID-19. It might seem weird that a podcast wanting to focus on positivity and self-care, we're talking about the one thing that has everyone feeling the opposite. But we want to talk about different ways that we can manage our stress, anxieties, and how to cope during this time. Because it's something we're all going through. In a weird way, this terrible thing happening is bringing us all together. Because no matter where you live, how much money you have, or what you do for work, this is something that can't be escaped. Yes, like Lorena said, as annoying as another COVID-19 conversation is, I feel like it's something that we can all relate to. So we're not going to go over any political view. Everyone's perspective is valid. We just need to connect on some similarities and experiences that we're all going through. In case you've been living under a rock, the wellness basics of this (laughs) pandemic are wash your hands, don't touch your face, disinfect everything, stay six feet apart. Am I missing anything else? Oh, yeah. Wear a mask. What else, Monica? Uh, Hide your kids. Oh, yeah. How is it having a child during this time? I can't even imagine. When I found out dogs couldn't get it, not gonna lie, I was really relieved. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of a good movie comparison where you just want to hide from your one-year-old in a closet, but I can't think of one at this time, but it's been pretty rough. Yeah, I can't imagine being stuck at home with a child. All they want to do is be outside and play, especially during this time that it's nice out. Now for news sources. That's a tricky one because of the bias that's out there. I've mostly stuck with NPR, CDC.gov, and World Health Organization. Oh, and definitely Facebook because we all know how factual all those memes and things people (laughs) repost are. Yeah, I agree. I think finding anything unbiased is just near impossible. But in general, I try to stick with science. But I know everything's debatable no matter what science that you look at. But in general, I just try to stay as clean and sanitary as possible. Yeah, for sure. We just have to focus on what's in our control. We can't escape talking about it, hearing about it, and of course, living it. It's weird because I associate my move to a new state with COVID because we moved to Maryland from Connecticut at the beginning of March. And that's when everything started to change pretty rapidly and drastically. Yeah, for sure. So you moved right in the middle. How was that? So I actually went into work for two weeks for training, and Mm -hmm. I had been working from home ever since. I'm really grateful I was able to find a job before things really hit the fan. It's been a really strange transition into a new job, trying to learn everything remotely. But thankfully, I've had really sweet and helpful coworkers that have reached out via email and even phone calls. It's been strange because I'm growing my caseload of patients pretty quickly. And at first, I didn't meet anyone face-to-face for a few months. We went back to work in person for three days a week at the beginning of August. That way, we were able to give patients a chance whether they wanted to come in in person or if they wanted to continue doing telehealth. Yeah. I can't imagine trying to meet people 
let alone counsel them in any kind of virtual capacity or teleworking or teleconferences. I'm sure that's hard. Yeah, it's definitely been a steep learning curve, but I just feel better that it's what most people are doing. I've noticed even for other appointments, like with primary care and things like that. Can you pinpoint what was yeah. going on in your life when all this started? Were you going through any major changes with work or personal life <laughs> uh, that maybe threw a curveball at you? Yes, working on a college campus made it a bit more hectic. When the state started to close down, things got even harder. I think the scariest part for me was the food and availability of toilet paper. As a mother, my family became my biggest concern. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that part. I still don't understand the whole toilet paper debacle. Have people never heard of the system called a bidet? Because it works. We couldn't find bleach or disinfectant wipes for a long time. Yeah, I was like, what's going on with people? Everybody chill out. <laughs> Luckily, there was plenty of vegan food available, which was great for me, but... We actually ran. <laughs> uh, where I live, people were running out of tofu, and I was like, what am I going to eat? What? <laughs> oh, no. I was like, yes, oat milk, I will take that. <laughs> that was literally the last milk that they had, so luckily. And it's actually a pretty good, pretty good brand. So, Lorena, how did COVID affect your relationships? I actually think it was a positive um, effect. Like I mentioned before, it was nice to spend time with Sean and for him and I to reconnect and spend time together after we were apart mm -hmm. all of 2019. We still made sure to have time that was separate, even if it was while we were working from home. But it was nice to be able to sit down and have all our meals together after such a long time. As far as my other family, they're all in Connecticut still. So it was hard at first because I didn't mm. know when I would see them again. We had some trips planned that had to get canceled because we just weren't sure if it was safe yet to see one another. As far as with friends, yeah. it was really nice to see like who reached out and still kept in contact via phone, phone calls and texting. And I even had uh, some friends visit me. So that was really nice. Oh, yeah. So Sean was gone for about a year, right? Yeah, he left January of 2019 and didn't come back till I want to say Feb end of February of oh, 2020. Wow. So how is that adjustment from him not being around and then you guys always being together? Yeah, so his deployment was 400 days and I was alone oh, wow. in Connecticut. We had recently bought a house. Um, well, I wasn't completely alone because I had my two dogs that kept me really good company. And it was mm -hmm. still really hard, though, because I'd never lived on my own before. I went from living with my parents to Sean and I living together. So it was a big adjustment for me to just be in a house all by myself. And the change of being together a lot was actually really nice since we had spent so much time yeah. apart. How has COVID affected your relationships? For me, it was hard at times. At first, it was hard my husband was mandated to go to work because he has a DOD job just like me. And I had to stay at home and telework and be a mom. I was lucky that I had family nearby who were able to help me with my one-year-old. But there are a few times that I really broke down just because of the pressure and not ever having a break. Yeah, that must be really hard. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was, it was exhausting. Mm -hmm. There was this one time that we had a COVID scare at my daughter's daycare. So we stayed home for about a week and a half while we were waiting for test results. And that was hard because me and my husband were getting like antsy in the house and he kept cleaning out the garage and he <laughs> clean out the garage so many times. Um, 
but I guess overall, like I'm lucky just because we're a pretty good team and we help each other out a lot. And I think in some ways it definitely brought us closer, but it's still hard just because I'm teleworking Mm -hmm. just like with the day to day grind, you know, DOD never stops. So, well, I'm sure you understand that. Yeah. But we do what we can for now and just try to stay safe and get accomplish everything that we have to. Yeah, I feel like even though the routine can be difficult, you still end up getting used to everything, no matter how hard it was in the beginning. You kind of just still Mm -hmm. fall into a routine eventually. Right. Yeah, for sure. When all this started, I remember that I messaged you just because of everything going on with COVID, but also with George Floyd. I had a few days of really intense anxiety. Yeah, that was definitely a really hard time. I was struggling too because I just couldn't believe what was going on. And I also felt really helpless at the time. Yeah, I asked you for advice on ways to deal with anxieties. What advice would you give to those who are also having a hard time right now? Well, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure I told you to stop watching the news. Because (laughs) I I noticed for myself early on that that was really affecting me negatively. I was starting Mm -hmm. to feel pretty nervous and anxious anytime I followed the news. I had a news app on my phone and whenever I opened it, it just told me the number of cases in Maryland at the time and it would rise every hour. And that just really started to freak me out. And I had to find Mm -hmm. a balance because I do think it's important to stay informed but also setting some type of boundary and break from all the intake of information. Since Sean stays informed as well, I just ended up deleting the app, asked him to keep me updated, or I would ask when I wanted to know. Do you Mm -hmm. remember what else I told you? Because I honestly don't remember what else I said. Yeah, of course you did it. (laughs) (laughs) Worst memory. (laughs) That's true. Anyone that knows Lorena, she has a horrible memory. <laughs> I, I have to remind her of our own stories. <laughs> <laughs> like as yeah, if I so... wasn't there. <laughs> but some sometimes it comes back. Yeah, so like good. slowly. I'm like, oh, yeah, I vaguely remember that. That's funny. (laughs) So you asked me if I was doing any physical activities, which of course I wasn't. You brought up meditation, also practicing mindfulness, which is always good. You also told me that we're going through the same things. And I think that really helps my anxiety is to just have that connection. Yeah. And that's where that sense of community that we all really benefit from, even though a lot of us don't crave or search, can be so helpful. Mm -hmm. Did you do anything else after we talked that you found helpful for you? Yeah, definitely started talking with others and just kind of connecting, like I said. Mm -hmm. And when you say talk to people, do you mean talking about things in general or about the things that are bothering you? And like, in what capacity did you talk to people? I reached out to family that I thought was having a really hard time and just kind of checked in on them. I also did a community Zoom call with my colleagues that also work at different ROTC universities. Mm -hmm. So some of them are in really like remote areas and they don't have a lot of military people to talk to. So definitely communicating with them and just kind of talking about the different issues going on. That was really helpful. And then of course, my coworker, we're in this together. So we would call every few days and just kind of check in. And it was really rough on her too. I see a lot of people kind of making jokes about Zoom and how nobody wants to use it. I think we forget that we could use it for other things rather than just like those annoying work meetings that nobody wants to take part of. But we can use it for how you did it to just have a sense of community while we're 
not really able to stay physically connected with one another. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we all experience stress at some point in our lives and stress manifests in the body. We might feel our heart racing, our palms getting sweaty, mom's spaghetti. Just kidding. <laughs> I had to. Uh, we might get a headache or an upset stomach. And so stress in our body is letting us know that we might be in danger and we're perceiving some sort of threat. So in a way, it's our body warning us, which is pretty amazing. Now, anxiety is different than stress, though. Anxiety is not usually helpful to us. And it's when we start to have unhelpful thinking patterns that we can't help but fixate on. So anxiety Mm -hmm. can be a response to stress and it could worsen and it could lead to panic attacks. I think that the connection piece is definitely what helps me bring that anxiety because anxiety is such an internal state. But when you connect with somebody, it helps you kind of rationalize it as you're talking about it and processing it and bringing it out, which automatically lowers that feeling of being alone, you know, just having that conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. Also, having a strict schedule really helps. Definitely giving Lily a schedule and, okay, she has to wake up at this time, she Mm -hmm. has to eat at this time. Definitely having a good bath routine. Uh, that helps her. And then that also helps me. And then I always try to make sure that I wake up when Lily wakes up and fight going back to sleep and being really consistent about waking up at 630 when it's time for her to go to daycare and making sure that I start my day at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are really helpful changes that you've made because I also tried to stay with a schedule as much as possible. And I know Mm -hmm. that they made a difference for you from our conversations. And a lot of times people feel so bad that they don't think small changes like that will even make a difference and they don't even try and that's why we have to be really cognizant of what information we're feeding to our mind because our mind's like a little garden and you know we plant seeds in it every day and those seeds represent our thoughts that later lead us to how we're feeling in that moment And if we're only putting negative seeds, that's what's going to spread within us. And what I find really helpful for me is something called the think technique. Um, So the T stands for asking ourselves, is this thought 100% true? What are the facts and what is opinion? The H is, is it helpful for me to pay attention to this thought? Or is it helpful for others? Mm -hmm. Is it useful for others or myself? The I is, is this thought inspiring to me or does it have the opposite effect? The N is this thought necessary for me to focus on? And the K is, is this thought kind? And if it's not, then what would be a kinder thought to have? Wow. Yeah, this is a really great tool. Are you helping your mind by being positive? Are you encouraging it? Or are you using negative thoughts and kind of going into that opposite direction? Mm -hmm. This is a good way to kind of break like that negative spiral that it's so easy to get sucked into. And I think that's where like the anxiety and the anxious panic attacks start to come in is when you start going down like that rabbit hole of negative spiral thoughts. Yeah, definitely. So, so far, everything we've talked about has been pretty grim and sad, to be honest. I mean, besides the the coping skills we talked about, but, you know, the amount of people that have passed away and the amount of people that continue to pass away and become infected is pretty mm-hmm. grim and scary. Um, and I think this is 
uh, it's pretty normal that we're all going through this anxiety. So how could we possibly talk about finding any positives in this? So some positives for me has definitely been having more time to invest into my vegan Instagram page, which I heard is a shameless plug what I'm about to do. Follow (laughs) at AZ underscore vegan. (laughs) I didn't know the term shameless plug, but now I do. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) I also enrolled into college. Oh, yeah. And we decided to start a podcast. So that was a good positive. Yeah. these And those are pretty big things. (laughs) What are some good positives that came out of it for you, Lorna? So I guess positives of COVID personally, I got into running uh, because all the gyms were closed and I didn't want to be a bum. So I started to run. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to be that. And I made friends from running. And I also had time to settle into our new apartment in town and state. Um, Spend time with Sean, like I mentioned before, after being apart for so long. I started reading a lot more. I took a happiness course by Dr. Lori Santos that was offered and Mm -hmm. is still being offered, I believe, and it's free through Coursera. She's a professor at Yale. And this kind of led me to this upward spiral of listening to her podcast, and which I blew through. And I learned a lot of new things. I learned a different way of staying connected with others, you know, that isn't through physical interactions. And I was forced to cope with difficult emotions, which I appreciate because from hardships comes growth. This is it's called a happiness course. Uh, the name of the course is The Science of Well-Being. Okay. Is it web-based or is it like a video course? Yeah. So she provides video lectures and they're attached with assignments that go with each one. Okay. That's cool. I might have to look into that. Mm -hmm. I definitely made it a priority to listen to audiobooks daily, which is something that I fell out of the habit for. So, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you recommended a book and I'm just about to finish it, The Atomic Habits. And that one is really good. It helped me find positivity and habits that I do every day. And it's really encouraging me to just be more productive. Mm -hmm. I think after like an hour of listening to that, I need to reframe my whole life. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm glad that you you found that helpful. That's awesome. I know that it can be hard to form habits and that book just really breaks it down in a very easy way. And it's things that you you ask yourself, wow, I can't believe I, I didn't think of that for myself. It's so simple yet so helpful. Right. Yeah. And focusing on what's in our control right now seems to be more important than ever. That's one of the main pieces of advice for anything that we go through. So for this specific situation, things that are in our control are like what I said before, choosing how much information we're willing and able to take in because it's different for everybody. Working Mm -hmm. on building our resilience, our routine, relaxation techniques, whatever that might look for you, whether it's watching funny movies, reading, exercising, getting a massage, cuddling with your pets, playing with your kids, eating well, seeking and offering support to loved ones, voting, and activism. Mm -hmm. According to our Instagram poll that we did, the majority of people said that the safety concerns were their biggest stressor. We can't control other people's actions, 
but we can control ourselves. But in the end, even if you do everything right, there's still a chance that you could get sick. You just, you do what you can, you know? Yeah. And I see that being an issue for a lot of people that are really stressing out about other people's decisions of wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. That reminds me of to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. That is the (laughs) question. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And I see these people going you know, just stressing themselves out so much about what everybody else is doing. And, you know, that is not Mm -hmm. in our control. You know, if I want people to wear a mask, I can't go up to them and put it on or tell them to put it on because Mm -hmm. that will just cause issues. And that's not in our control, you know, other people's decisions and actions. And Mm -hmm. I've seen this be a really big disagreement. Um, And unfortunately, some people just aren't willing to have a conversation or a healthy disagreement about about their opinions. Um, Some other things that are out of our control are people's health, you know, the news, government actions in a way, school decisions, whether they decide to open or stay closed. So I think really Mm -hmm. making a chart or discussing this with a friend can be really helpful. And then we can start shifting our focus into that that side of the list that's things that are in our control, which at the end of the day is a lot of things. It might not seem like a lot because I think people spend so much time putting a big focus on what they can control that they end up feeling out of control. Right. And, you know, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I can't control certain circumstances that I'm in. But the one thing that I can do is manage my anxiety levels. That's the part that I control. So I can't stop what's going on in the world or what's going on in this certain situation. But that internal responses is the part that you can control. So even in situations that I feel extremely hopeless or I feel like kind of like overpowered and I can't do anything, Uh, Definitely finding healthy ways to cope Mm -hmm. kind of empowers me and helps me feel back into control. Yeah, I love that what you just said. And that thought process can be so helpful. And it reminds me of the quote by Epictetus, which is, we suffer not from the events in our lives, but from our judgment Mm -hmm. about them. We hope that this was helpful for you to start shifting your mindset into the kinds of changes that these times has brought for you. These are uncertain, scary times, but you're not alone. We're all nervous and none of us know what the future holds, but we have control of this in the now. So let's try to make the best of it. Remember, it's okay to not be okay all the time, but awareness is the first step to work towards improvement. I'd like to recommend some videos that are helpful during these times. The Philosophy of Stoicism by Ted Ed, Why Stoicism Matters by the School of Life, and Buddhist Wisdom for Inner Peace, and found on YouTube. Thank you for listening today, and remember, stay Stay growing. growing. Please enjoy some of our bloopers to show that we are human beings and make mistakes each and every day. Were you going through any major changes with work or personal (laughs) life? Uh, that maybe threw a curveball at you? Yes, so I work on a college campus, so of course... Okay, I'm going to start to say that again because I said college really weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I work on a college campus, so making... Yes, working on a college campus made it a bit more hectic. There was some... Okay, wow. 
I'm like barely can't Did, you, did <laughs> you drink coffee today? No, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. You Maybe you should start. <laughs> I know, right? Probably. I can't even say what I'm trying to say right now. But then when the state started to close down, things got even harder. I think the scariest part was part. Wow. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We didn't do the tongue twisters. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Tra la 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 la. Shark bait. Okay. Wait. <laughs> okay. 